Here in Washington, D.C., talking with Shelby Myers, economist with the Farm Bureau. We've got a farm bill coming up. What are the issues from the Farm Bureau's perspective? It seems like every time we, we go through this that there's certainly an economic component to it, which probably falls right on your desk, and a lot of that falls into crop insurance. Give us your overview, where we're at, and where it's going. Well, at American Farm Bureau, we started our farm bill process last fall, nearing the end of 2021, and we got all of our state farm bureaus represented, so that's all 50 states plus Puerto Rico, uh, represented on our farm bill working group, and started having these conversations to start doing issue surfacing so that we could be prepared with any information or economic analyses that our members would need for our policy development process. You know, at Farm Bureau, everything that we lobby on is from the grassroots. And so we wanted to make sure that our members knew if they had questions about, well, what if we changed the policy this way? Or what if we asked for this? Um, that they had a thorough analysis for that. So we are in the midst of that process. We've split the group up into four subcommittees to address, uh, you know, Title I and commodities and the ARC and PLC program among some of those. We've broken up into Title II working group to talk about conservation and climate programs. And then we've broken up another work group into crop insurance. And then finally, you know, a catch-all bucket of all the other issues that, that want to be addressed. And so we've started to see some issues rise to the top. And in particular, it's protect and defend crop insurance and find ways to expand the outreach of the crop insurance program to growers that may not have had access to programs before. But now that we've worked to research and develop new crop insurance programs, those are available. And then how do we bring the cost of those lower so that those growers can access it? Um, also, I had a lot of conversations about input costs and, and how we mitigate that, how we address that, uh, making sure that we don't have negative margins in a time where commodity prices are higher and that we're well suited to manage all sorts of risks. And then finally, you know, conservation programs and making sure that if we prioritize dollars and maintain spending, uh, where would we want those dollars to go to and how do we make sure that we protect the farm bill programs that we have but are able to address some of the new needs and wants out there. And finding ways to make those affordable. And so that's something that it does take time. It takes work and making sure that we have, you know, the availability of information needed so that the program remains actuarially sound, which is a really important piece to the crop insurance program, but is also affordable and accessible to those growers. Another concern, they realize that with the climate change debate and natural resources, that there's been some concern about how are you going to change the crop insurance program because we know it's a high agenda of making things more climate smart. Can you address that? Yeah, issues that have surfaced among at least our Farm Bill working group so far is that our members do not want any additional ties to crop insurance. It's a very workable program for them to use to manage their risk and to ensure that they have the tools available to make it year to year. But when we turn to looking at Title II separately in conservation programs, they're very interested in some of those volunteers market-based incentives that can help them overcome the financial barriers of adopting climate smart practices and overcome those financial hurdles in order to access those. And so that's why we're taking a look at, you know, the Conservation Reserve Program as a land retirement program and saying, does it need updated? How do we revolutionize it so that it's working for this decade of farmers? And then looking at some of our other working lands programs like Conservation Stewardship Program and Environmental Quality Incentive Program and say, those are oversubscribed. So how do we make sure that they're fulfilling the needs of the growers that want them and accomplishing the agronomic goals of those farmers? So just so I'm clear, the Farm Bureau's position is to follow what the farmers are basically saying. And please don't tie these natural resources and conservation in with basic crop insurance programs. 
Yeah, our policy has always been not to tie the two together, and that certainly resonated to continue through this. But so far, yes, our growers are saying we need crop insurance to stand alone and help us enable to voluntarily pick the tools that we want to do that's agronomically appropriate for our farm separately. The Farm Bureau spends a lot of time on Capitol Hill. What's, what's kind of the general yeah. feeling about how the ag committees are sure, feeling sure. about it? For the upcoming Farm Bill, the Senate Ag Committee just had their first hearing in Michigan. The House has had a few issue discovery committee hearings as well, but for the most part, everybody's waiting to see what November will be like and who's going to have the leading chair to start writing that Farm Bill. And so there's a little bit of a wait and see, but there's also a, there's a lot of work to be done in preparation for that. And so that's why you know, Farm Bureau found it really important to get to a point that we can come out right after the election and say we're ready to go. Well, a lot of respect for the Farm Bureau and the work that you guys do here in D.C., and particularly on big issues like the Farm Bill. Thanks so much for your time. Sure appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate what you're doing out here. Podcasts by Federated Media.